You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. You can also get us on youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of the cathedral, along with Mark Teresi, executive director of the cathedral. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing? Good. 71 degrees, windows down on the outer drive to come in today. It's going to get warm again. We've had those warm days, but the morning is beautiful. Even Just walking beautiful. over here from the cathedral with you was gorgeous. And do realize that uh, two nights ago, I think it was uh, Tuesday evening, when the White Sox played Toronto, game time at 7.10 p.m., 93 degrees. When the game ended at 11 p.m. Tuesday evening, 90 degrees. Remember that was the day Tuesday, which like it was close to 100 uh, 98 downtown, 100 near O'Hare. Was that Tuesday, you said? Yeah, it was Tuesday. Yeah, our daughter, ago. who was at Misericordia, the group of them went uh, to the White Sox game. On but Tuesday were, evening? Yeah, but they were in a box, so it was air-conditioned, and she gave us a rundown of all the food she ate. <laughs> <laughs> did she watch the game at all? Yeah, she did. She didn't know who won, but we told her. Yeah, that game the Sox won, I think, yeah. in uh, 12 innings, 7-6. to six, but, uh, but again, we've had case in the past where the start of summer, it starts getting warm around July 4th. But this summer, June has been incredibly warm and hot. And think that Tuesday, which was June 21st, the first full day of summer, was 98 degrees. So, it, But it's summer. It's summer in Chicago. And we're going to blink. Do you realize that a week from Monday is July 4th, the holiday? Already. Yeah. Already. Three and a half weeks ago was Memorial Day. We're less than two weeks from July 4th. We're going to blink. It'll be Labor Day. So enjoy each day mm-hmm. as a profound gift from God exactly. and create wonderful memories. We have a great program lined up. Again, 312-255-8408. The new Unified Parish of St. Josephine Bakhita. Our guests, Father Tom Bellinger, Andre Rawls Weatherby, and Sandra Botello. Good morning to everybody. How are you? Can you hear us? Yes, good morning. Good morning, everybody. And it, uh, well, great to be with all of you. And uh, summer going well, though it's about two or three days old already. Going well. And it, uh, oh, yes. well, first of all, uh, Father Tom, you've been there for how many years? I'll be here for uh, approximately 16 years. Wow. That Ever long since time. coordination, I've never been assigned anywhere else. <laughs> That's amazing. So you were ordained back in 2006? Correct. And the thing is, uh, now, Tom, help us out here. It's a unified parish of St. Josephine, Paquita. What parish is unified? 
The uh, unified parishes were St. Bride's, Our Lady of Peace, and Our Lady Gate of Heaven along here at uh, the former legacy parish of St. Philip Neri. So again, mention those three names again that merged. Sure. St. Bride's, Our Lady of Peace, and Our Lady Gate of Heaven. And when you arrived 16 years ago, you were pastor of what parish of the three? St. Philip Neri. St. Philip Neri. Oh. Okay. And, uh, and then maybe for a moment, uh, either, you know, uh, Andre or um, Sandra, give us the, maybe a little bit of history of St. Josephine Bakita. I really don't know much about her. I'd rather do maybe sports for 500. So uh, <laughs> who wants to uh, <laughs> give it a quick shot? I'll do that. Uh, St. Josephine Bakita is a African saint originally from the Sudan. She was a slave woman who was historically was very badly beaten. In her history, it says that as soon as she healed from one beating, she would be subjected to another. She became a member of an order of nuns. And um, at that point, she was seen as the lover of children, the healer. And even at her funeral, they had her hand out so that she could touch the children because she showed and displayed so much love, love of God and love of the people. So we're very proud to be under the guidance of St. Josephine Bakita. And if I missed anything, I hope Father will correct me. I think it's an excellent summary. So, so Father Tom, you're, you were at Philip Neri, Gate of Heaven. Andre, where, which parish were you connected to before the merge, before the blending or whatever? I was at St. Philip Neri. Um, and one of the interesting things about being there is that that was my third merger. So wow. I started um, in, in the church at Holy Cross that merged to St. Gelasius that, mer- uh, that made another merge. So Saint, the merger of this last configuration with St. Philip Neri going to St. Josephine Bakita was my third merger. That's amazing. And what about Sandra? What parish were you connected with before the merger? I actually moved to Chicago about eight years ago from Idaho. Mm-hmm. So I used to be at um, Holy Rosary up there. Uh, but I've been at St. Philip since I moved here, so eight years. So you came from Idaho to Chicago. What brought you to a Chicago from Idaho? Oh my gosh, I love this city. Um, Idaho's great, but I'm not much of a farmer or had no need to be in the potatoes forever (laughs) (laughs) but in idaho i've just found so much more um culture and it's just so beautiful here there's so much here in south shore especially in south shore oh yes yeah and and maybe for a moment father tom is uh in terms of the whole renew my church and uh making disciples in christ and people always talk about it well my parish closed our parish merged and all that but really to be seen in a different light. So as the pastor in the whole unification of the parishes, what was the most challenging aspect for you in this whole process? Uh, Number one would be the healing process. Uh, Many of the parishioners from the uh, merged parishes, um, like any uh, long-term parish member, was there for 40, 50 years. And for many of our seniors, which we are an aging population, Um, it's difficult to start over again. So when we're looking at the systematic aspect of combining parishes and be welcoming, 
It's also welcoming the talents and the gifts that uh, each parish uh, community brings uh, to the new entity uh, at the new configured uh, parish, such as here at St. Josephine Bikita. So prior to the merger, um, St. Philip Neri really didn't have a social justice committee, which we finally implemented this year, um, and other uh, outreach organizations. Um, so again, uh, collaborating, bringing in um, new ideas, new growth, um, and hopefully that will filter into the evangelization piece of allowing us to bring in new membership uh, to our community. Uh, our average age, unfortunately, right now is 75 to 80 years old. Um, so we're merging aging populations mm -hmm. into another, into a new community uh, is a challenge in itself. Now, uh, Andre, your, your experience at this parish merger activity, <laughs> what, what do you see in this merger? That, what did you learn from, your, from the other experiences that you brought to this merger? I think that the, the most important thing was to be welcoming, to be a, accepting of change, and to be um, flexible and not be very, not stuck on where you sat, who you sat with, or what was happening, but to be flexible and open to new ideas. The whole concept of the social justice committee is something that I think we are very proud of that came out of the merger. We're working together with representatives from a number of the legacy parishes to do something very important that's more that's greater for the community so those kinds of things make us very happy that we're able to bring all the parishes together and have a new commission that is moving outside of the church and into the community in, in a very good way beautiful beautiful Sa sandra what what did you learn from father tom and andre in this process I've learned a lot, <laughs> and we don't have enough time to go into all of that. Um, but I think that for me, my experience has been a little bit different simply because ever since I was a little kid, I, we've always moved. So I've always had to start at new parishes, whether they're in Utah, Washington, Texas, Mexico, various parts of Mexico. I've always um, been able to go to a new church, meet the pastor, and then get myself involved in those. So from my, like, like I said, my experience is a little bit different. For me, this transition was very smooth. It's like, oh, more people, great. We're welcoming, we want them, and it's going to grow, and it's going to get better. It's very interesting because people tend to be creatures of habit. I've said this on the air before. The only person who really welcomes change is a wet baby. And because we are creatures of habit, and don't rock the boat, keep it the same. So now... You know, you know, Father Tom, as a pastor, priest now for 16 years, and a leader of this unification process within my church, what was the hardest thing for you personally as a priest to deal with the whole unification? To regain trust, um, not from my, see, uh, since I was already a uh, pastor at one of the uh, merged parishes and then appointed as the new pastor, or continuing on with the new entity. Um, really, I didn't know anyone uh, from St. Bride's, um, who had never affiliated with St. Bride's that often or said masses. So I didn't really know the people. And unfortunately, 
didn't have the opportunity to meet them uh, celebrating masses with pulpit swat, uh, uh, switches, uh, meaning that I would uh, say mass and preach and introduce myself because of the pandemic. Um, so ultimately, even at Our Lady of Peace in Gate of Heaven, um, Our Lady of Peace, uh, I was familiar with because uh, God rest his soul, Father Larry Duras, mm -hmm. uh, who was the pastor here at the time in which I came on as an associate uh, back in 2006, was also pastor at Our Lady of Peace. Uh, so I had the opportunity to work collaboratively with that community and St. Philip Neri and similar situation as St. Bride's uh, with Our Lady Gate of Heaven. So when the merger did happen, um, it was a whole reintroduction of who I am, my charism, my vision and mission uh, for the new parish uh, here at St. Josephine Bikita. And uh, with that, I had to be very attentive to their needs uh, all over again, like I was starting fresh as uh, newly ordained. Um, so it has uh, been a blessing because they've been very uh, receptive of me and it shows on the weekend um, with the mass attendance, which has increased. Uh, so I'm doing something. Uh, I don't know exactly I was, what it is. You're doing a lot of great uh, things. This is proving to be uh, fruitful. So very blessed by that. Great. We're going to take a little break. WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-840, or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're speaking with Father Tom Ballinger Andre Rawls Weatherby and Sandra Boteo. And um, I'm trying to get my double L's in there, Boteo. Um, and we'll be speaking some more about St. Josephine, Paquita Parish, a unified parish. Uh, I'd like when we come back to talk a little bit uh, about the social justice ministry that's begun there. It sounds fascinating and it sounds like a new beginning for this new parish. So we'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, please stay tuned. Get ready for a fabulous day of golf for a great cause as Catholic Charities 2022 Golf Invitational tees off at the beautiful Olympia Fields Country Club on Monday, June 27th. Gather your friends, family members, and work colleagues for a day that is sure to be a highlight of your summer. Enjoyable contests and surprises are planned throughout the day to make this one extraordinary golf outing. Proceeds from this event will benefit Catholic Charities programs and services in Cook County. Fantastic sponsorships are still available for an invitational that is one of the most popular summer golf events in Chicago. Don't miss the 2022 Catholic Charities Golf Invitational on June 27th. For more information, go to catholiccharities.net or call 847-226-5697. That's 847-226-5697. Five six nine seven. This is year 44 for me teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. <laughs> right now, I teach 
junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun and they get it. They see that light bulb go off and it's a thrill. People are always amazed, what, what? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me to believe, frankly. <laughs> I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. <laughs> Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach, apply today at artschicago.org slash schooljobs. Do you have an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Catholic, Chicago, 312-255-8408, or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. You know, Mark, I'm very impressed. Michael May is in the studio alone doing the work of two or three people by himself. I think uh, that chair has wheels on it. Flawlessly, he's going back and forth, truly showing no expression, just doing his job, so... Michael May, we are quite impressed here in the studio with the work you are doing. Yes, thank you very much. Now, we're speaking with Father Tom, Andre, Sandra, about the Unified Parish St. Joseph Vaquita. Before we talk about the social justice ministry, I thought of something during the break. We had, um, this had to be pre-COVID because everybody was here in the studio, uh, a group from the new St. Teresa Calcutta, Mother Teresa, St. Mother Teresa, Calcutta Parish. They had just begun to unify. Then we had them on recently, you know, um, through, the, through social media. And I asked them, now it's two years later, what was, what was the process you were involved in? And the one thing one of the women said, uh, which really stuck with me, said, well, first we had to get over the anger. She said, and then we took smaller steps. And now, you know, two years later, we're really starting to blend our celebrations, et cetera. We, first, we had to get over the anger. I'm curious, uh, any of the three of you, was that part of what you were dealing with? And how do you do that? How do you do that? Who would like to begin that one? Yeah, whoever would want to jump in. Well, first of all, I think it's important uh, to listen, to allow them to um, vent and to really get off their chest the anger that they may have. 
they many of uh, the individuals from the closed parishes felt that the archdiocese already made the decision, mm -hmm. but needed to have the listening sessions and need to hear the voice of the people prior to making those uh, difficult decisions. Uh, either from the Renew My Church team with the consultation of our auxiliary bishop, Bishop Joseph Perry, and His Eminence Cardinal Supich, ultimately. Um, but I feel that uh, the individuals with the anger, I have some have just uh, come back to the church. Uh, they have been moving around uh, from various parishes in the area um, to see where they would best fit, um, but ultimately, um, uh, ended up residing here uh, because uh, with the majority of their own parishioners from their former parish coming to our parish, it was a much easier journey, journeying with those in a similar situation and uh, their own grievance or anger to help them process it through more readily um, so that they feel that they do have a new home. It's not maybe the home in which they knew for many years, um, but it's a home in which other uh, individuals, other family, church family members from their former parishes um, are also in a similar state of mind. Now, Father Tom, a question, one priest to another. Here you are listening to others that are angry, grieving, and the feelings go on and on. Mm. What about you? Who did you go to? Because I'm sure you had your own feelings with this whole process because you know, we're not robots. We're human beings with our own feelings. And so you're doing all this listening day in and day out, this whole change, which is so difficult to see parishes close, merge, new beginnings. When you're dealing with all that anger, all that grief, and people just venting to you, positive and negative, how did you handle this personally as a priest but also as a human being? Well, first of all, a lot of prayer. Uh, ultimately, it was um, uh, listening to my other brother priests in the area who have gone through Renew My Church, and they also had anger. Um, and the anger from the priests was predominantly if their parish was on the um, earmark for closure is now reassignment. And reassignment in today's church of the archdiocese, there is not many options, unfortunately. Um, even though, as we saw our ordination this year with I think one of the smallest or the smallest ordination class. Um, it is sometimes where you're thinking now, how do I start for myself in a way which will give me good foot, uh, footing into uh, the mental, the spiritual and the physical, because it takes a toll on all three. Um, you're listening uh, to these parishioners who have still have the anger and they're pointing the blame game uh, first on me, uh, possibly uh, me being also the dean of vicariate sixteenary B um, to where, uh, you know, you were involved. You were the one who could have said something or this or that uh, to keep my parish alive. Um, but ultimately, I really didn't have that power. Um, but yet, understandably, it is a process in where dying to uh, the old self and rising to a new life, just as similar as St. Francis of Assisi. And as we use the San Damiano cross, as an example for this process of renewing my church, uh, death to new life. Um, but yet you're out in the trenches with the people who are going through that. Mm -hmm. And you're not just sitting up in, in the office of the archdiocese thinking, okay, this is what needs to be done. Um, we're with the people who are journeying through this time of uh, renewal, but also a time 
of the grieving process and how do we rise above it? And so I have to be that for them in a way. I have to not necessarily hold their hand, but I have to lead by example how Jesus Christ said you have to move on with the mission of the church, um, whether it is comfortable or uncomfortable. And it's normally in, in the unfamiliar or the un, uh, uh, uncomfortable state that we are challenged by in a healthy way. And uh, hopefully that will end in a positive light uh, in building the new reality. That's a great, great, tremendous response, mm-hmm. uh, Tom. Excellent. Now I look at you, Andre, and you know Sandra, so deeply involved in the unification of the parishes. I can see the, the, the joy, the enthusiasm. So you've gone, but you've gone through the grieving process, the anger, and I've dealt with many, many people in their diocese who are now excited about the unification of parishes and new beginnings and possibilities. And we have to sometimes leave room for the spirit. Now, just switching gears a little bit, because we went down to about the last five minutes, tell us about the the whole start of a social justice ministry at the parish and how that's affected you and the goals of it. So either Andre or uh, Sandra. Go ahead, Sandra. Um, for me, it... To me, um, St. Philip Nirai was very small. So when we got new people to come into the church, um, that everybody merged, it was like a new life was blown into it. Um, and I had just graduated last May from a public policy degree. And when I heard social justice, I was like, oh, I'm there. I want to do this. I'm part of it. Yeah. I believe in my community. I, I see so much potential here. Um, we got together with Alfredi Weedham. She is a professor at Loyola University. Oh, sure. Sure. Uh, Larry Campbell, who is also a, I think he's the president or the vice president of Nonviolence Works. Exactly. Was Philip also uh, part of it? What was that? His name is Philip. I can't think of his last name. Is It's always Alfredi, Larry, oh, and Philip Bradley. Philip, that's said. What a tremendous threesome. Yes. Um, And there were other people that are very, very important in the group. And it was like, okay, so we're going to start this. Where do we start? And our first thing to do was, okay, what, where does the church stand when it comes to different social projects and different um, ideas? So we read, I think it's called 101 Questions about Social Justice. (laughs) I have the book in my room. Uh, but we went through it and it was very eye-opening because a lot of the times we can be Catholic and we believe a lot of the propaganda that's being spewed on TV but as a Catholic we also need to know where the church stands and we have to use the Bible um, and Jesus's teaching as a guide of where we need to stand as well now just in the last few minutes uh, Andre how has this new social justice ministry touched your life Oh, I, I want to make sure we get out that on Saturday, one of the things we're having is a town hall meeting. We expect um, a great number of guests to come out, including politicians, representatives from the police, representatives from the city. So on Saturday from 12 to 2, we will be in the church uh, with all of these people gathered. So it has touched my, and I want to say just very briefly. Could you add that, the, I'm sorry, could you add the address where it is? Certainly, absolutely. 2132 East 72nd Street, Chicago, Illinois. The actual building is the St. Philip Mirai Church building, which is St. Josephine Baquita Parish. Beautiful. Uh, We also are planning this summer a peace project, which will be a four-week workshop for students uh, between 7th and 12th grade. 
that will give that will be uh, talking about concepts of peace that we want to bring to the community. And then our long range plan is to have a peace center in the Woodlawn, up in the Woodlawn, in the South Shore community. You tell where I'm from. Uh, <laughs> um, so the, um, the the bottom line is that we know that worship transcends buildings and that that's what's very important. Worship transcends buildings and we must, while we remember the past, we have to embrace the future and move forward to do greater things. You know, briefly, Andre, what is the purpose of the social, uh, the um, town hall this Saturday from 12 until 2? What is the purpose of the session on Saturday afternoon? The session on Saturday afternoon is to allow the citizens an opportunity to work with community leaders to look at how we are going to do uh, do things in the community that will promote peace. We are all all appalled by the tremendous amount of gun violence that we've seen in the city and especially in the South Shore area. We want to begin to address that, well, not just talk about it, do something about it. Unfortunately, we've run out of time. We want to thank in a very special way Father Thomas Bellinger, Andre Rawls Weatherby, and Sandra Boteo. You've been a tremendous threesome in talking with us this morning. And just your smiles. Those, exactly. are, those are watching on YouTube. There's a joy. There's a joy. There's <laughs> smiles. There's an upbeatness, and which is pretty good, Mark, for 8 o'clock in the morning. It sure is. I'm very, it very sure impressed. So, but, you know, <laughs> Father Tom Bellinger, you've done a great job the last 16 years as a priest. You are one of the finest we have. And so thank you for all you do, and to Andre and to Sandra. God bless all of you. Listening to uh, Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. You can also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackwitz, along with Mark Teresi. Stay with us, and again, do not touch that dial. We'll be back after these messages.